0: Welcome to Mamas in Training, a podcast that gives new moms guidance and community from moms who have been there. I'm Jessica Lorian, a mama in training myself. So let's learn together all about this thing called motherhood. This week, I'm bringing you three mamas that I met on the app called Clubhouse. From the second that I met them, they had me laughing. They each have three kids and are out of the baby stage, but they're here to tell you what's really important. They remind us to let go of perfection, take the pictures, and most importantly, try to laugh through it all. While they all have a social following, they have done it by being real. So it's time for a little you time. Go ahead if you can and grab yourself a cup of coffee, hopefully it's warm, a glass of wine, or even just a fresh glass of water. And if you can step away from the kids for just a few minutes and know that you are not alone by listening to Sandra, Raj, and Vanessa.
1: My name is Sandra. I go by the uh, name of the Mom Rant. I am a social uh, media crazy mom. I some <laughs> call me a hot mess express mom. I have a community of thirteen and a half thousand on Facebook that I value. It has turned into a job. Um, I love my community. I. I love some of my community members, not all of them. I talk about my real life because it's all about real life and um, being a real mom. And I think that that's really important. So that's what I do. I'm sticking with it. And I'm just on a journey for self-improvement. So anything that I can learn along the way, I think is really important. And I hope you guys all have the worst day. Take care. (laughs) I love you, Sandra. (laughs) Amazing. Raj, you're up.
2: Hi, my name is Raj. Uh, I'm from This Mama Needs a Vacay. I'm a mom of three, a content creator and a blogger for the same name, This Mama Needs a Vacay, which I started in, I think, 2018 because this mama needs a vacay. Um, yes. Since then, I've been working on connecting with the community, uh, such as Sandra and Vanessa and yourself, which has been amazing. And just learning how to, you know, monetize, <laughs> just joking, Um, learning just how to like, <laughs> content and see this world as being a uh, pretty neat business actually so it's been a really great space to connect with others but also just to create something for myself so that's me
3: I love it and Vanessa yes hi guys my name is Vanessa um, I'd like to say first off Sandra is my muse um, <laughs> you can find me on social media as officially Vanessa I am a mom of three very happily married unlike Sandra um, sorry, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <up. laughs> no, um, I love comedy. I I love to create on TikTok and Instagram. So I'm a content creator. I'm also a TV host on Rogers TV, and I am all about connecting women and sharing female stories and supporting women, um, all with a big dose of daily comedy. So <laughs> that's what's going down over here.
0: Well, that was a perfect launch because that's exactly what I want to share today. It was interesting because as I was doing a little bit of my uh, investigative research on all of you three, I was discovering that you all reference something and that is sharing. And you all mention sharing in multiple ways. And so, Sandra, you say kind of a little bit like you just did. You want to share your life as a hot mess mom in the express lane. Vanessa, you mentioned sharing truths freely and without judgment. And Raj, you mentioned sharing about lifestyle, beauty, travel, books, and laughs. I just thought that was so cool because when I first met all three of you, that's exactly how I felt. I felt just this contagious energy. I felt lifted up and I thought, I need to get these women on to lift up my audience because I know especially as a pregnant woman, as a new mom... There's a lot going on and it can be very heavy and of course we can get on here and talk about all the hardships and you know everything that's gonna go wrong, but I wanted an opportunity to just flip the switch a little bit and as you all say, share all of these beautiful things and how real and grounded you all are. So I would love for anyone to just jump on this question of regarding all this beautiful sharing that you do in all of your individual ways. What compelled you to share your story and why do you still do it?
3: Uh, I'd love to start. (laughs) Vanessa, yeah, go for it. I think for me, the the biggest propelling emotion I feel is that the idea of any woman feeling alone or isolated um, or, you know, badly about herself because of what she's going through in motherhood or in life, like kills my soul. And I feel the need to share my journey because we all are going through really difficult things alongside really beautiful and inspiring things. Like life is an absolute beautiful mess for everybody. And a lot of people don't share and acknowledge that, but it really is. And I think the more that we are really honest and truthful about that stuff, the more we normalize the difficulties in motherhood and everyone's going through them. So for me, sharing is the way that I connect and inspire other moms to know like, you are not alone, you will get through this. Tomorrow is another day, like you got this. We are all getting through our shit together and laughing at it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that's what the moms who are in the beginning stages of motherhood need to remember, because it can feel so dark and so gloomy. Um, but hearing all of you now, all of you have children who are in the older spectrum, but you've gotten through it, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you are full, beautiful, working, thriving women. Um, so i I, I'm loving that we're able to share this with this community. Does anyone else want to share any thoughts around that? What what compelled you to share and why you still do? Yeah, go Raj.
2: Life is heavy and serious at times, but it's also pretty amazing. And, you know, for me being a woman of color as well, you know, a sick Canadian means that there aren't a lot of people who look like me out there, um, and especially not as an older mom of teens. So actually, I'm pretty young. I'm just joking. But having you know, older kids uh, there's not a lot of that in our in, in the community in the space online to be able to say this is what i'm going through it was, you know with my teenagers and why i can't really share but why i can just wink and let you know that it's a shit show over here and just mm. sort of say hey I'm i know what you're going through or i can somewhat relate so just to sort of you know all the little little buckets that i was like why not why not me so here i
0: am yeah and i know sandra you have a little a little challenge sharing how you really feel about oh products, yeah don't you?
1: i'm really very challenged you. <laughs> <laughs> i um i need to not share so much i think that's the truth no but for real jessica here's the story i i'm a big believer in uh sharing my like my full story i think that more content creators and bloggers need to i've always said that from day one i feel like uh, this community is a little bit—it's—it's uh, it's a problem. I'm going to be honest; it's a problem because when you have a community of of people that follow you um, and look up to you, it's really pivotal that and important that you are telling them the proper messaging. And when I say proper messaging, I mean your your honest truth, your truth. Um, so I have been always an oversharer, uh, much to the chagrin of many people, including my husband, <laughs> <Love bizarre. laughs> um,
0: but I, I've seen him on some of your videos and things. He gets out there too. He's,
1: he's a, he, can I say he's a, he's a camera whore? <laughs> I, can, I probably can't talk like that on here.
2: No, but you, know what you I'm can.
1: Saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think when you don't share, you're doing a disservice. I overshare and I think it's helped a lot of women and I know that I have. And I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm going to continue to talk about the things that maybe not a lot of moms talk about. I have a beautiful cold sore on my lip right now. Um, What was that caused by? My teen years. We won't go into that in total detail. But um, I... I'm just an anything kind of goes kind of mom. And I say everything what's on my mind and I um, work with brands that really matter to me and make a difference because that's really pivotal to me. And I find that my community really gravitates towards uh, when I tell my truths, but um, I've gone through a lot of shit in my life, a lot. And uh, like, I almost lost my son in 2016 and uh, I shared everything after. I didn't do it during. That was the one time. It's funny. I say to everybody, I'm a, you know, I not. I say I am just kind of like an oversharer, but that time was so tough for me as a mom, to to deal with a child that uh, was so sick, and I actually I went into a box. I hid. I didn't tell the truth. I said everything was fine when it clearly wasn't. And so that's another key thing for moms, especially new moms, like speak up. Tell people how you're feeling. Please find a friend, find somebody that you can talk to, even if it's a blogger, like somebody that you trust, DM them, say, hey, I'm going through this right now. Do you have any ideas? Do you have any suggestions for things that I can do differently or ways to help? So yeah, I'm a big believer in therapy for everybody, especially Vanessa, she needs a lot Um, and- (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Every day, so no, that's it. I'm just saying like, I love to share and I think it's really, really important. And if I can help somebody by sharing my story, um, and I'll tell you, just like a quick thing, even this cold sore that I'm talking about right now, I posted that I'm having this cold sore. I had so many DMs, no joke, of people saying, "What do you use? I use Zovirax, or I use Express, or I use different products. Um, should I be using this? Should I be?" It's like, dude, I'm not a pharmacy, but this is great because we're <laughs> yeah. like, we're sharing. Yes, we are sharing, and I think that that's key. Sandra, that's mm-hmm.
2: called influencer. So, You're an influencer now,
1: right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. The worst possible <laughs> You guys. are influencing. That's the beauty Can I add?
3: Yeah. yeah, I want to add something too to what um, Sandra said about like moms and social media, because I think when you become a new mom, social media can be so dangerous and awful, especially at that time in your life, because you're so incredibly vulnerable and you have no idea when you become a mom for the first time, you're like, there's all these huge decisions to make. These like new, every day are new discoveries with this new baby and this life. And you're like, wow, I have this new life that i am responsible for and then you open up instagram and it's like perfect white photos everywhere like how is that good for anybody i mean so i think to your point of like keeping it real showing the cold sore like i've shared a lot of my life and i've had tons of adversity and i've had breast implant illness and i've had tons of health stuff with my kids and like it's important for moms to know that just because it looks pretty, doesn't mean it's pretty behind the scenes. Like the reality is, is like everybody has stuff and it's important to find the moms who are sharing like true stories and the truth.
2: Yeah. And I think like Sandra nailed this too. the conversations we end up getting in our DMS, the things that I've had people Mm. share with me, mind blowing. Someone Mm -hmm. shared her suicidal thoughts. I mean, heavy like this. Right. And I just remember thinking the responsibility I had in how I addressed it and checked in with this perfect stranger when I could and make sure I responded to her, just like small things like that. No, no, that's a huge thing, actually. But then the small things are the ones that, you know, people are like, girl, you're so funny, or I find you so relatable, or like mm-hmm. things that are genuine. And that's when you're like, okay, so whatever I'm doing is working, because I'm a little Mm -hmm. bit protective of what I share because I have older kids and because of my family. I'm kind of grateful that I didn't have social media when my kids were little because they were super cute and we totally would have monetized them (laughs) and I would have been like super famous and rich by now. (laughs) And I tell them that every day because they were so damn cute. And now they're just now they're hiding in their rooms online learning. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's you know, what I share is my perspective, What I'm limiting what I do share, but I'm really glad that people can see um, the authenticity and it being true. Because I am a terrible liar, is what I'll tell everyone. And yeah, like coming into our conver- DMs, slide into our DMs, everybody, for genuine, <laughs> real conversations and real suggestions of you know what this works for me or this doesn't work for me. Or I've even had people say if something they find is triggering that we've I've posted about or I've shared. And I did forget how hard it was when you're sleep deprived and you think your kid's never going to be body trained and all those things. So it was a good reminder. They never sleep me. in their
3: own bed. <laughs> oh my god! I am.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I did temporarily forget that because I'm not in that now. But oh, say it to me and I can, those are fresh memories. So it's great to be able to, our community here, we respond well to the people who send us um, comments and messages. So then I'm going to be more mindful. I'm not going to go around saying, just enjoy it now. you moms with the young kids are so lucky. Like, no, I don't want to be a jerk.
3: I'd like to share a memory that I had. This is like how I still, I have a five year old. She just turned five. So I'm, I'm still like, I'm in that. You're in it. Yeah. I'm still in yeah. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. So I actually distinctly remember having the thought of if I had, an injury not too bad like not life-threatening but an injury that forced me to have to go to the hospital where i would be able to sleep for three days then i'd be okay i had that thought many times about four years ago like i just need to rest for a couple days i don't want to break anything like i need to come back but so that, that's the truth of early days of motherhood like and those are the kind of thoughts a lot of us i think had
2: like you said vanessa i've had thoughts I'm like if i just get sick enough <laughs> just sick enough that I can really take a sick day or I feel really justifiable to say, here you go to my mother-in-law when the kids were younger. I just never found that I could do that. Like I was never, and I got a knock on wood because I don't actually want to be sick. No.
3: But, you know, you're just, yeah. But this is acknowledging yeah. the intensity yes. and the workload of motherhood. It's not that we want this truly, but that is, how hard it is being a mom. We all love yeah, it. We all love I'm them. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. Like we all know we love them. I'm so tired of that though. You know, of course we all love our kids. But yeah. it's exhausting. It's a big, it's a big job. It's an amazing job, but it is really tiring. Twenty
2: four seven. All the damn time. Yeah. And it doesn't end when they turn 18. Yeah. I,
1: I wish I could escape. I will just say that's the only We're thing, really thing I will Really inspiring like to be new about. moms right now, guys. <laughs> She's right now. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't think it's no. I don't think Life's it's hard, that. Man. It's it's
0: yeah. yeah. Life is hard, and I think it's it's not that. I'm not looking for you to inspire them. I'm looking for you to relate to them. And that's exactly what you're doing. And, you know, yes, like you said, Vanessa, you all love your kids, of course. And I hate even to a certain extent that we have to put up
3: that But we do people will throw, like, on social media, you know, it's like you have to throw it in there because, you, you know, you're going to get told off if you don't. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think the
0: other part of it is the moms right now, like, for example, I have a... a episode that I'm planning to come up that's talking about not falling in love with your kids, you know, so the moms that are in that, and they're feeling like, okay, right now, I am not in love with my kid, or right now, I do just want to lay in bed for a week, or right now, everything hurts. Um, There's a certain extent of that that does continue. And there's a certain extent of that, that when your kids are teenagers, and they're being real assholes to you, (laughs) you know, that continues. Um, but it's the, the the superpowers that I think the three of you have, which is this authenticity, this energy, this joy, this humor that you naturally bring into a room, and that's what I think I wanted to try to encapsulate and in, and and quote unquote inspire. I even sometimes don't like that word, but the women listening today, because that authenticity, that energy, that joy, that humor is what I think will help you through those challenging times. Um, and then those moments that your child, when they speak, does turn around and tell you that you love them, then, of course, that's when you're like, okay, all walls down. Like, yes, I, I of course I love you, and I'm I'm here, and I'm present, and I want to be here all the time. Not all the so, time, though. We need a break. I just going
3: well, to time. also, also, <laughs> yeah. also yeah. bedtime, like when they're asleep, sleeping, they're the most beautiful, perfect children when they're asleep, yes. you know, yes. bedtime kind of brings it all full circle and you can do it the yes. next day because of bedtime. Yep. Exactly. So that, um,
0: that aspect of humor and laughter through motherhood, especially in those early days, what's the importance of that? And what are some of your favorite tools, tricks, or resources that you guys have found to kind of get you out of that out of that funk out of that moment and just focus on the humor the laughter the joy
1: so um if i could start just by saying um i had three c-sections so there was no humor laughter or joy at the beginning i'm being honest with you i'm never going to sugarcoat stuff um, i had no humor i was struggling i um first one was an emergency c-section that was really tough recovery the other two were they made it happen it was planned um, but anyhow besides all that Um, I didn't find any humor because I couldn't uh, breathe properly, I couldn't walk properly, I couldn't take care of my other kids because when you have C-sections after having other children, somebody else still needs to take care of your kids. So it was really hard. Um, But honestly, this is what I've done since day one. And I know it might not be what everybody else has done, but this is truthfully what I've done. I don't get a lot of sleep. I've never got a lot of sleep. But what I do is I spend in the evening time even if it's till two or three o'clock in the morning, knowing that I'm gonna be up again early, I spend that time for myself. I really do. I watch TV, I read books. These are things that have always been important to me. These are things that I do. Um, And I am totally lack of sleep. It's been like that since day one, having kids. But that was a choice afterwards because I realized that that me time was so important for me. It was so important for my psyche. It was that downtime you know, the mom downtime, we don't get that at the beginning. Um, Even when I was absolutely exhausted, Kevin would say to me, go to bed. And I'd be like, I just need to watch the show or I just need to read this book. He's like, are you insane? I'm like, no, I need this two seconds, take the baby. I was, um when I wasn't breastfeeding at the beginning, though I stopped after that, I was bottle feeding, uh, pumping. I got him to jump in to do pumping. Cause <laughs> I was like, dude, hold my breast because I need to have unwinding time. So that's the, that's what I would say is keys. Find that, carve out that niche, that time where you can have that little bit of time. If that means running to the washroom, which I would do also, um, you know, like <laughs> leave me alone for two seconds, um, going outside, drinking, whatever you need to get it done, girl, you get it done. Mm, okay? That's, mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's I, I, I highly
3: that. relate to that me time at night. I do yeah. the same thing. I do, I, I don't sleep very much. Um, I go yeah. to bed too late, but I need my time in the evening. So bad. That's also my marriage time. Like that's where right. we have our time. We have no other time in the day. He works. I work three kids sports. There's no time for us except, from like 8 30 to 12 at night. So that's like my marriage right there. Um, I, I totally agree with you, Sandra. I think also too, like for, for me, like finding comedy in like the most tragic and darkest moments
1: for sure has
3: saved me and my marriage, like my husband and I, if people heard the things we laugh at at our kids and are like together, (laughs) it's, it's, it's like dark, (laughs) but, but we, we laugh and we're like you, you, everything is laughable to a degree, right? Like it really 100%. is hundred percent. Like I think back to like, you know, I ended up in the hospital with my third child with postpartum anxiety. I had such a bad panic attack. I thought I had a heart attack. And like to this day, my husband, and I make so many jokes about me. Like I'm fine now, but like <laughs> I'm just saying we are able to find comedy in most in of the things that happen to us, which allows you to let go of a lot of the fear around it and move forward knowing that you can get through it. This too shall pass. And, Don't be naive. More is to come. More will it will always come. There will be very hard days ahead, always, and that's just the journey with kids, with marriage, with life. Like you go through a hard stretch, then you have a great one, then you have a really hard one again. It's just it doesn't end. It's always like that. So find the joy where you can and the comedy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, all about laughing. Amen. I find, and this is like a little bit cliche, um, my kids have taught me how to enjoy the little things. You know, when they're little and like the first snow and they're like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever. And you're like, i got to shovel it again. But they're so happy with it. And the leaves changing and jumping in puddles and playing in the leaves and playing in the mud, all the things that you're like, oh, my God, I have to clean this now. But if you can stop for those few seconds and say, number one, let go of that perfection, let go of the control and the perfection. That will be a lesson when you have kids who are teenagers that will help save your sanity and laugh, just laugh. And that makes it so much better. But that perfection letting go has been key. Like Sandra talked about her birth stories too. Like I had one that was "Ah, beautiful and easy and glorious and look at me, I am amazing mother. And the other two were like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. First one, I had Bell's palsy, which now I can laugh about because I was grateful. It lasted six weeks. Bell's palsy when you have facial paralysis. On one side of your face there's no pictures of me and we can laugh about this because my other friends do i used to wear an eye patch and drool from one side of my face as i'm nursing my newborn baby mm-hmm. and living in a house with my in-laws and my sister-in-law and her children so remember that <laughs> but oh. i can look back i can back feel back, that pain but, <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah, that's painful. Right? i look back and i think wow it wasn't that bad i mean they all loved me and supported me and no one made fun of me But I mean, I make fun of myself now um, about that. But I also am grateful that it lasted six weeks and I got to be okay and moved on. And then, you know, third child was another story altogether and carving out that me time, whether it's staying up late or asking for help. Right. Like I say it to my kids now because they are older. I said it to my husband before, too. I am going to snap unless and then having to give up control, say to my mother-in-law, here they are. I need you to take them, feed them whatever you want let that go and just, it's that control, control and need for perfection. Like once you're able to, I think, recognize it. And I think a lot of us as mothers and women have that, recognize it and working on letting it go in certain areas. Like it just gives you sanity.
1: I will say, I want to add to that. There's no manual, there's no guidebook for being a mom. I don't care about all those, what to expect when you're expecting books, throw those out the window. You got to do what's right for you. And um, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you is the right way to do things. I had also these expectations. I was gonna breastfeed all my three kids and everything was gonna be hunky-dory. Um, I It was a hot mess. It really was a hot mess. There's nothing planned or curated about motherhood. There isn't, doesn't matter how much uh, some people like to pretend that it is. It's a farce, okay? It's really um, broken, bleeding nipples, crack nipples if you're breastfeeding or not. Um, bleeding at all times, cramping, you can't move, especially if you're a C-section, it's really, really bad. Vaginal tears if you're, you know, vaginal birth. Dude, shit's hard, man. And being a mom is the hardest job, but we do it because we're gluns for punishment.
3: And we've done it three times each. So clearly it's worth <laughs> I it. I well, mean, clearly there's some, yeah. there's some light at the end of the tunnel. There's some yeah. reason. Totally. Can it. I add one thing to the help Please. when you were saying ask for help? I just, that is such, it's like, I don't think we can say that enough. Like ask for help because I know I was someone who wouldn't let people help me very much in the beginning. And it, it was not good. I would barely let my husband do it because he couldn't do it right. Cause I'm a recovering perfectionist. So like. And I caused a lot of my anxiety by doing things on my own. And the other thing is like, your kids need to trust other people in your village, right? Because this is, an, this is a bit morbid and this won't happen to you, but like, you know, I lost my mom when I was a kid. Other people had to step in. Like other people need to know your kids and love your kids and be safe for your kids. So it's important to create a community of people you really love and trust who are safe for your children. It's very important for you and for your kids.
2: And for me, I'm like, go ahead and text her yourself. My children are older than two of them mm-hmm. have their devices. Go ahead, text them, ask them questions. Because if you are an adult that I trust and are part of our circle, let that be part of it because I have witnessed things that are morbid as well. Friends that we've lost, you know, it's, Oh, then now we're gonna be all crying yeah. sorry guys but that's where sorry it, i didn't need no, but no, it's no. important but had, I've, I've witnessed that firsthand um as well in our life and those were my wake-up calls to say i am not the be-all end-all for my children i am not their center of th- i also want them to live their own life and not drag me down with it when they're adults like i want them to go live their life
3: and they're their own people yeah.
2: they are their own people if you can learn this and work on it when they're younger it's not as much of a sudden crash and burn when they're teenagers, because that's when they really are like, you know, I love you, but please stop telling me I'm just like you or I look just like you. My girls mm-hmm. hate hearing that. Mm-hmm. I went from being that mom who made her own organic baby food for every freaking thing to like, you want hot <laughs> tubs again? Great. Seven days in a row. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Hair, have, sure. a, have a cucumber. Please balance it out. Because, you know, the third child breaks you. And
3: kids are very capable. Like, very. I lived on my own at 16. Not mine. <laughs>
2: but not mine. I lived on my own at not 16,
3: mine. paid my own bills, and made my food. So my 11, every You're goal, amazing. no, every kid when they turn 16, they're going to be able to not live on their own. But they, like, my 11-year-old yeah. can make breakfast, lunch, and dinner now. Like, you, wow.
1: they need to mm-hmm. be ready to, you know? Yeah. My 9-year-old my can't even wipe his own ass. <laughs> Honestly, my husband can't even wipe his own out. They are not going to be self sufficient, honestly. I don't know what they're going to, we're going to live together till they're. That's
3: okay, though, if that's what you choose. That's fine. It's what I choose. choose." I'm prepping for my retirement here, my my golden years for party time. (laughs)
0: I love it. Vanessa, you said this in one of your interviews that I saw. This is exactly what we're talking about right now, demolishing the myth of perfection. And that's exactly what I feel like this conversation is doing. You know, all those preconceived notions of how your house was going to look how you were going to look how your kids were going to look you know who knew with all these infants you know of 2020 who knew that a pandemic was going to come and half of these babies weren't even going to be able to see other children see families or wear you know fancy clothes and if they're in onesies all day like great so we're just we're demolishing that myth and I think that's exactly what This amazing audience that listens so faithfully, I think that's exactly what they need to hear. And it does come full circle. And just like Raj, when you were mentioning with your children, they'll probably circle back. Like I did that with my mom when I was a teen, you know, I didn't want, I wanted that independence and I wanted nothing to do. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm like, oh, I'm a lot like my mom. And I love those aspects about me, you know. So it'll circle back. If you all could go back in time and tell your pregnant self something, tell your well, new I'm mom something, <laughs> right? Yeah. One yeah. thing. No. Right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Forget it. Turn around. Well what, well, what would it be besides running away?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I, can I just say honestly? Of course. I that's would what say, we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100% I would say don't sweat the small stuff. Your kid, as long as they're alive at the end of the night, that's the way that I started to look at things. After a while, then you've survived, then it's mm-hmm. good. Um, so try to look at that as um, you know you're going to make mistakes. Everything is going to be a okay. The struggle is real, but you can do it. And if all else fails, there's always vodka or narcotics. <laughs>
3: Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I, you <laughs> know what, I would say like for me, this has been a big the part, big part of my journey is like knowing that you know like trust your instincts your mom instincts and just your instincts as a woman in general are so in tune and powerful and like there, no book is going to tell you what's right for your child. You know what's right for your child, you know? I have three kids, and, like, God, now I know what they need. I know what's right for them. I don't need to read a book or listen to someone online, unless it's me. and You can listen to me. I share really good stuff. But I just, <laughs> but I just mean mother's <laughs> intuition is powerful, right? Like, trust yeah. yourself. You know what's right for your babies. Yes. yes. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: I would say there is no, like, parenting in motherhood. There's no
1: way 100%. to do it
2: right. And I you know, focus so much, especially for that first kid of doing everything right. And here's like a, when I went in to see my family doctor who I had been going to since I was 16, so she had known me for a long time to bring in the new baby and they want you to nurse so they can watch to see, make sure she's latching properly. And she said something to me and it stuck with me and it's not a nice thing. She said, you look awkward holding your baby because I'm a tall woman with long limbs and breastfeeding hurt and you're holding your baby in a weird way or scrouched over because you're like, what? Plus, I had Bell's palsy. Let's not forget that, too. Um, She had said something. It was hurtful and mean and not any bedside manner. And that's Yeah. to come back yeah. to that, to realize that, you know what? There is no right way to hold your baby. The first baby. Yeah, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know how to hold it, but just there's no right way. No one can tell you how to hold your baby. Yes, support the neck, la, 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 basic things like that. But they. You know, and and the foods you feed them, like, no, because if you are from a different cultural background, well, then the foods you feed your baby are a little different, too. Like, there's maybe one rule of don't feed them honey, because you don't want them to have botulism, but everything else is pretty, like, fluid. So there's no rule books, And I say this one fresh in my mind, because I had a conversation recently with a friend who just had her very first baby. And she said, these mommy blogs are telling me these are the foods I have to feed him. I can't keep up. And I was like, dude, let it go. Stop reading that. Those are suggestions. It is just... like." But I remember going through that list and checking them all off. Not with number two and three. Number two and three, it's like, whatever I got, you're eating. The first one, you're like, I have to do it right. There's a, there's a way. But there isn't a way. It's your way. is the right way.
0: A hundred percent. And I think that's exactly with all of the platforms that you all speak on and share your story on with this platform of Mamas in Training, that's my goal is to just offer suggestions. You know, I am by no means any expert because I myself am a mama in training. So I'm learning from all of you beautiful moms. But I think it's important for that reminder to be out there, Raj, that for those new moms those pregnant women everything is a, is a suggestion of course if your doctor says something specifically that's you know to you very specific but there are even some things i would imagine that your doctor might recommend that are suggestions and taking back into what you were saying Vanessa trusting your gut saying, okay, how does this resonate with me? Does this work with my schedule, with my family, with my job, with my community, with my age, with my health? Like whatever it is, does that align with what you think and feel? And I think that overall is the best advice that all of you are giving. Um, And it's the way that I think women can make it through because this is a hard time. And if we're able to laugh through those things – and take what serves us, and push aside what doesn't. Then we're able to move through that, mm-hmm. and that's all. It's all really beautiful. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that's on your heart that
3: you'd like to share with anyone? I'd love to say one one more thing because I could talk all day. But um, <laughs> no, I just think <laughs> uh, too when you're when you're a new mom, you are well. I was so hard on yourself for how your body looks, for the choices that you make, just you just rip yourself apart a little bit inside and social media doesn't always help with that but i just think it's so important for new moms to like really think about what you just did like you grew a life inside of your body like a life what a flipping miracle then not only you grew the life but then you've delivered it through your body. And now you're raising a human being. So instead of looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking about all the things that are bad about you and wrong about you and the choices that you're making, like look at yourself in the mirror and think how fucking amazing and glorious you are. Like, Amen. I look at myself now and I'm like, I'm, we're amazing guys, look what we've done. Yeah. So that was what I'd like to leave you with.
2: <laughs> Listen to when people are telling you something honestly if i'm telling you that yeah you know i had it um, what did i had i had a breach vaginal delivery for my third that means her ass came out first i thought i was going to die i thought she was going to die it was a horrendous experience and i struggled so if i'm telling you that don't listen listen to what i'm saying that there was a struggle not in the overall package of yeah but you look great dude i can't control my genes they just happen to i'm tall and thin so whatever but I can tell you that i struggled so listen to the struggle that other mothers share and the perfection is a facade but this truth that we share um whether and it's always in the stories it's rarely in the picture because i don't take pictures of when i'm yelling but i'm going to tell you i'm a yelling and please believe me go ask my kids now (laughs) part of the village go ask them they'll tell you mom yells all the time um but when i'm telling you the truth then stop and say okay Yeah, I recognize that because when you're able to sort of bank that in your in your brain somewhere, then when you're living it, you're like, you know what? My idol Raj, uh, she went through this. And one of my (laughs) friends, because it's all like relived for me, she says things to me about certain experiences she's going through and it brings it up. I'm like, yeah, I felt that way, too. I couldn't connect with my first child at first. She's like, really? I'm like, yes, I'm telling you. So please listen to me because you only ever saw like the exterior. It's it's being vulnerable, sharing, building your community so we can trust the people who are telling you the real things and who you trust to tell the real things to. That's, I think that is the beautiful part of motherhood um, in this community that when you find the right people, like keep them and then the ones who are triggers, let them go, right?
1: I totally agree with what the two of you have said. I will say, though, one of the biggest lessons that I can impart on people is when you're a new mom, take pictures with your kids. Take those pictures. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how bad you look, take those pictures, girl. Because when you grow up, <laughs> you're looking for those pictures. You see every picture with your husband or your partner or whoever you're with or just the kids. And you're like, where's mama? Yeah. Mama did yeah. all the work. <laughs> take those goddamn pictures. That's number That's one. That's a good tip. I have, yeah, I've got two tips. That's number one. Number two. Don't worry if your house is a mess. Don't worry if things are a, a, ray, a disarray in your house. Girl, make those memories with mm-hmm. those kids because at the end of the day, what are they gonna remember? Raj can attest to this as they grow up. It's the memories that they remember with you, those experiences they had, the fun times they had, the laughter they had, maybe the tears too, but those are those experiences, which is why I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, my house is a mess. It's a mess, but we have we have laughter in here. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a lot of screaming because that's the only way I parent is screaming. We <laughs> I have love a lot of yellers. Yeah, <laughs> we're yellers. We—I don't know if it's the Jewish in me too, but we. Uh, I mean, we also um, we, the kids remember mummy when mummy did this something, or when daddy did this, or when we went here, or we did that. The house will get cleaned in, in 10 years. It's fine. <laughs> Live in filth. It's fine. Nobody cares anymore. Do have, make those memories with your family. Do it and take those pictures, girl. Take no, those photos. The stuff photos. will get
2: destroyed and be okay it. with it. Like, it's just stuff. Exactly. Honestly,
3: I don't even know what I'm going to do after the pandemic having to clean this house for people. It's been a lot no. easier in that sense. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? Exactly. Oh,
3: so beautiful.
0: Ladies, I'm just... Like the first time that I met you in Clubhouse, uh, you just always lift me up um, and make me feel so, like, you you just remind me of that authenticity and how important that is. And I, even myself, with things that I've gone through, have been inspired through all of you to share more of my story, and you see it received in such a beautiful way. And so thank you for inspiring me, and thank you for providing some comfort to all the women listening and I will have all of your information and all the show notes so people can follow you. And if you need more uplifting moments in conversation with these beautiful ladies, find them on Clubhouse if you're on that app because it's so fun. I was just in Sandra and <laughs> Vanessa's room last night. They always make me
3: laugh. Um, a little bit more rated R usually, but they're so fun. Very, they just, the I'm literally walking. I didn't use the C word and I'm not going to say which one today is. On yeah. the- Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I've been conservative. It's conservative. Before we leave, I
3: want a photo
0: to you guys. <laughs> yes. Um, my gosh. But I'm just, I'm so grateful for all of your time, ladies. And continue being the beautiful, open, positive women that you are because you, you for sure inspire other people so grateful
3: thanks so much for having us so much. Thanks, yeah jessica. i love what you're doing Thank you.
0: Jessica. if you enjoyed the show today be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a review on apple podcasts so i know how to better serve you i'd also love for you to join our community of mamas in training on facebook you can find me at mamas in training on instagram and at mamas in for mamas in training i'm jessica Lorien. We're in this together.